0: So glad that uh, you're spending this time with me today as we begin a brand new chapter on Jeremiah chapter number four in your Bible, if you're following along. And uh, it's always helpful if you can. I know that some of you are driving or exercising or brushing your teeth or doing something. But if, if you do have a chance to sit down and open a Bible or, or pull it out on your device, it is helpful sometimes to see the verses as we're talking about them and we've been talking about this message of returning to god of acknowledging one's backsliding of taking advantage of the the lord's merciful invitation to come back to him realizing that god does a work of healing as we do and in that vein we in chapter number four and remember obviously that these scriptures We have chapter titles and chapter divisions and verse divisions, but understand that when the Bible was given and written, uh, these were not here. So I'm glad that we have chapter divisions and verse references because it makes it easier to do just that, reference, but let's not allow them to get in the way of the flow of the text. So here we are in verse number 1 of chapter 4, and, and watch how the theme continues on, where Jeremiah says, If thou wilt return, O Israel, saith the Lord. So no, notice the condition, if, if thou wilt return. God, God gave Israel, and isn't, isn't it interesting that he calls them Israel here? So Israel would refer to the entire nation, uh, both the, the northern kingdom, which had turned from God and was destroyed now, Although there was a remnant of people that still lived. And then, of course, Judah, which was the southern two tribes uh, to whom Jeremiah is predominantly speaking. But if thou wilt return. So the point here is that we as people have the, the choice. God is giving the option, he's making the plea, the mercy is extended, the forgiveness is available. But there's an if, and the if is based upon the will of the people to respond to God. So if thou wilt return, O Israel, saith the Lord, return unto me. And if thou wilt put away thine abominations out of my sight, then shalt thou not remove. What what a great promise that is. So if you're going to return unto me, then part of that returning as God explains what turning back to him involves is going to be a matter of putting away your abominations. So, what a strong word. The abominations here refers to that which had taken their heart, the idols that represented the false gods. And abomination is such a strong word because abomination means that which God hates. That which God hates, he loathes. A God hates that which takes you away from him. He hates those idols that so easily grip our hearts and distract our attention from him. And the Bible says that turning back to God involves an identification of those besetting idols in our life, and then the willingness to repudiate them, to say no to them, to put them aside. And the language is very clear here, put away, put away thine abominations. It's the, it's the language of divorce. Divorce them. Be done with them. Put away is, is a reference to that. And so that will put away thine abominations out of my sight. I don't want to see it. Uh, it's not that you can ever hide something from God. That's not the point. The point is, uh, I want to see you clean. I want to see you without those things. Get rid of them. Don't bring those things. Uh, you cannot serve me, and at the same time, serve those idols. So if you're going to be in my presence, if you're going to be with me, then you're going to, you're going to have to say no to them. And so if, if the metaphor here is God is a husband and Israel is the wife, the point is don't bring your boyfriend home. Don't, don't bring your boyfriend home. I, I don't want him in my house. No, you've got to divorce him. you got to get rid of him. You've got to say no to him. Because that is what is impinging our relationship. What what, what a metaphor. And watch the promise of verse number one. And uh, put away thine abominations out of my sight, then shalt thou not remove. Or, Or you won't be moved is the point here. Then shalt thou not remove. So if you'll come back to me, if you'll turn to me, if you'll get right with me, if you'll get rid of those idols, if you'll get your heart right, then, then I will stabilize you. You will find safety and stability in me. Now, what's very interesting is that Jeremiah is saying this to a people that did not obey. And God told Jeremiah, I, I know the future and I'm telling you that uh, they're not going to listen to you. And they didn't. And through a series of invasions, the people of God were moved. Remember 605 BC? God allowed some of the children to be removed from Israel. People like Daniel, Hanani, Mishael, Azariah. Remember in 597 BC, just eight years later, God allowed a second invasion. And this time, many others were taken captive. Some of the working class people, among whom was Ezekiel, who began his ministry in captivity. And then later on, the siege of Jerusalem itself by Nebuchadnezzar in 586 BC, where many of the people were removed, were moved out of, and the temple itself was destroyed. So the sad thing about this verse is that God is giving them a way to choose to themselves say no to idols, themselves to come back to God. It had nothing to do with fortifying themselves against Nebuchadnezzar, had nothing to do with making right political choices or making sure they voted the right person into office. No, the the point here was get right with God. Get right with me. I am more than able to take care of the external problems uh, and and stabilize you and not allow you to be moved, but uh, you must make that choice. Our spiritual decisions have physical, good physical results sometimes. And that's the point here of verse number one. Look at verse number two. And thou shalt swear... So, so in other words, when you've repented, when you've come back to me, when you have put away, divorced yourself from those abominable idols, then the Bible says in verse number two, thou shalt swear the Lord liveth in truth, in judgment, and in righteousness. So you're going to have a greater appreciation for a greater cognizance of god when you come back to god from these dumb idols when you come back to god from these inanimate inanimate rocks and and figurines that you've erected to your to for yourselves when you come back and discover the true nature of worship when you come back to god you're going to be able to swear god lives and the the one demonstrable difference between God and the idols of our life is that the idols of our life don't live. God is the living God. And when we come back to God, we realize it's not coming back to a religious practice or to a program or to a church or to a methodology. It's coming back to a living God. God lives. He lives in truth, in judgment, in righteousness, He's our incomparable God that embodies these ideals. And as we come back to him, we realize what we truly have in him. We realize what we are missing when we wandered from him. And we can swear that to know irrefutably that that is true in our lives. And thou shalt swear the Lord liveth in truth, in judgment, and in righteousness, and the nations. Do you see that in verse number two? and the nations shall bless themselves in him. Remember I said last chapter that Jeremiah was looking forward to that time when the nations of the world would come to God and meet at that temple, not to worship God at some Ark of the Covenant, but to see God himself in the person of his son, Jesus, sitting upon the throne. Why? Because God's intention has always been that the nations of the world would come to him. God so loved the world. He is the propitiation for our sins, not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. And the Bible says in verse number one, verse number two rather, that the nations shall bless themselves in him and in him shall they glory. Well, what a, what a day that will be when we see this actually happen. It'll happen in the millennial reign of Jesus Christ as the nations of the world will be ruled by him and they will come and worship him and glory in him, find what's true and valuable in Christ alone. But sadly, even after a thousand years, uh, the Bible teaches that many will not have had a heart for God. Those that are born in the millennial reign of Christ, uh, many will turn From the Lord, even after a thousand years, when Satan is allowed to be loosed for a season. And then there'll be final judgment. But then after the great white throne judgment of God, and I know I'm saying a lot right now and throwing a lot of eschatology at you, uh, there will be the time when uh, forever and forever and forever, every kindred, nation, tribe will worship and serve God in complete harmony. And he, his glory will be the light of all of us and uh, Jeremiah, I think, points to that as the ideal. The people of God could have had such blessing, he, he, even immediately in that repentance. They could have avoided so much pain. They could have been in a place of stability and blessing, and yet they didn't take advantage of that big if, 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 if only. I wonder how many times in our life we look back to key moments and say if. And yet what the Lord is offering here is hope. If, if you will return. Are you far from God today? Have you made some bad choices? Do you feel like you are empty and lost? Do you feel as if you're not where you once were? Hey, if you will return, if you will return, put away whatever it is that's inhibiting you. Say no to that idol. Sometimes it's the idol of the internet, the idol of social media. Sometimes it's the idol of some besetting sin. Put it away. Come back to God. Swear that God lives and He's what you need. Bask in His glory and see what God will do to a repentant heart. Boy, He'll do a great work, won't He? So I hope that helps today. We're out of time, obviously, but we'll come back to verse number three. Uh, next episode hope you'll join us for that god bless you my friends thanks for taking time to listen if you enjoy everyday truth go ahead and subscribe to the podcast or share it with a friend until next time god bless